start it off with a, a one-liner, you know, a witty one-liner, and then we'll just go straight into the show, right? Right. <laughs> you? Witty? welcome to dinner with a movie i am one of your hosts blake gilmore and we have a special guest today joining us is brandon mouse brandon mouse my my good friend from from film school yes the the up-and-coming screenwriter of the ages (laughs) And also joining us today is our regular co-host, Jose. How are you doing? How are you I'm doing good. today? Yeah. How are you? How are you guys? I'm good. I'm very good. good. Yeah. yeah, it's been a good day. We um we're watching Harry Potter this week. Well, we watched every single Harry Potter this week in a row. Yeah, in a row. You're right. It was 20 hours of pure unadulterated fun. Yeah, we started at like 8 a.m. and then we stopped at like three in the morning. I think. Yeah. 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 yeah no breaks either. We like just went for it. Yeah. Full send. Yeah, we, we we started like definitely the earliest I think we have. But how many have you done Brandon with us before? Three. Three Harry Oh damn. That's more than I thought. In in honor so we're just talking about the Sorcerer's Stone today. In in context of all the movies. So we're spoiling the movies for anyone listening. So be sure to make sure that you've watched all eight, maybe in a single 20-hour session before you listen to this. If you haven't seen all eight yet, then you're probably like three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, today, Blake, we had uh, some pumpkin juice, some pumpkin pasties, and pumpkin pie. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin juice, pumpkin pasties. Yes. Pumpkin. I have, I have a confession to make. Did I, you not make any of that? No, I don't like pumpkin. <laughs> i really don't like it so you didn't like anything that you made it was fine like it tastes i could taste the effort that i put into it but in terms of pumpkin flavored things i don't like it we d- i mean i tasted the love i tasted the effort yeah but not the love um you have more of of jose's love than you've tasted more of jose's love than i have <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> it's been a couple years now. <laughs> so Brandon made the pumpkin juice. He made that a few, a couple times, only twice, yeah. I think, right? Yeah, twice. Yeah. The, twice. The, both times were great, but I think this time you it was a little better. It was better this time. Yeah. It, was it wasn't so thick before it was really thick. Mm-hmm. Like. I mean, the glass I had was pretty thick. Yeah. It was soup <laughs> consistency. That's because I didn't, I didn't shake it up. I didn't shake it up shake. until I gave it to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah, both Lucky. were great. I, yeah. I, why, if you, if you don't like pumpkin, um, how can I trust you as a taste tester of things you make? Oh, you can't. You just have to try it for yourself. And you they can, were good. You can taste something that you don't like and know that it tastes right. I don't think so. I don't trust Jose enough for that. His love, his love doesn't convey that enough. Well, I thought you were going to say my hatred for things is stronger than my love for anything. It's definitely like you have a certain hatred that's very biased in its way, like so much that it'll affect your opinion of anything that happens around you. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, the the food that you guys made was fantastic. And thank you, thank you both for waking me up to pumpkin goodness. Pumpkin juices. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Very good. Thank very you for the pumpkin. juice. I actually did enjoy that. It was very good. Yeah, you In hate terms pumpkin, of, but you yeah, enjoyed but the pumpkin. It's I like very juice. Apple-y. I like juice. It is It is apple. It's, mm-hmm. it's mostly apple cider and then mm-hmm. pumpkin. Um, Flavoring? Pum- pumpkin, no, it's, pumpkin? It's canned pumpkin. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Nice. Not not the pumpkin pie mix, but actual canned can under one hundred percent. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Well, so that was dinner. What are what are we going to talk about today, Blake? What do you guys think about the Sorcerer's Stone, or better known as the Philosopher's Stone? Yeah, for our listeners across the pond. Yeah, because we have many. Right, Brandon, you're the across guest. The you go first. Um, I wasn't. We we discussed this during the film. We weren't sure why they changed it to Sorcerer's Stone for American audiences. And yeah. we said it's because I think we came to the conclusion that it was because American audiences wouldn't know what a Philosopher's Stone is, even though it's been written about over the last millennia. But but why would... I mean, what is a Sorcerer's Stone? What, I don't what know why that makes it better. <laughs> Can I, I any sorcerer make a Sorcerer's Stone? Right, maybe they just didn't know what philosopher is. They're like, oh, what's yeah? Uh, because what? they're dumb. They yeah, don't yeah. know what philosophy is. Yeah, yeah, it's too. It's too big of a word. I, I will say, why is it philosopher's stone? Isn't it? Isn't that supposed to be alchemy? Like, wouldn't it be the alchemist, alchemist stone? stone? Yeah, the yeah. alchemist stone would make more sense. But the philosopher's stone is like a. It's like an old tale, right? right it's the na- It's like the fountain of youth or the city yeah. of gold. It's something that. That's what it is. It's the philosopher's stone. And was it always made to to? give eternal life and make gold i think it was made to make lead into gold right something yeah, like that something it's, like it's that. always been those two things though make gold and eternal life because i know that's like the study of of alchemy i've always thought alchemy was like something more than that than just the study of turning things into gold like, like new age music acoustic alchemy yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> be a good band name acoustic it, alchemy it is, oh, it is. oh i didn't know that <laughs> I might just fell out of my chair again. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, what do you think of the Sorcerer's Stone and, and like, how do you rate it with all the other movies, Brandon? How do I rate it on the scale of the eight films? Yeah, like, is it is it where? Give us your give us your eight. Give us your one through eight. Oh God, I can't I can't rate them like that. That's I can give you my, I can give you my one and I can okay. give you my least favorite. All right, do that and then throw Sorcerer's Stone somewhere. Um, I think my least favorite one is um, <laughs> someone's going to hate me for this. Um, Gobbler Fire is my least favorite. Why? Half, Half-Blood Prince is my favorite. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't have as good of an opinion of Half-Blood Prince until we watched it just now. Um, I think I don't like Gobbler of Fire because it just... It's one of those movies that just drags on and on and on for me. It's like it's caught up in this um, young adult drama of love and like it, it really has nothing to do with Harry Potter. Right. And I have a problem with the fact that Harry Potter couldn't just say, I don't want to do this. Right. That they don't, right. they don't explain the binding magical contract enough to make it make sense at all. Right, right. And it's is it the same kind of bond that that um, Snape had with Sissy, right? Where they had to... The unbreakable vow. The unbreakable vow. Right, would like, he have, would would he have he just die, die yeah. if he said, no, I don't, I don't want to do this, right? Or just tried to forfeit or every just, game. Or, yeah, or just laid down every game and took a yeah. nap, right? Well, he, he probably would have a tougher time doing that for the dragon. I, I think he would have, uh, I don't know. I think he would have a lot of people on his side if he would have just said, you know what? I did not put my name into this goblet. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and then and then just bowed out. So I, I know it's a binding contract, but what's, what, what 
where the stakes there. We never know what the stakes are. And this and and like because I feel like the sixth one has a lot of that teen drama too, though. Yeah, but it it's directly related to Harry. Right. right? Yeah. Right, because of Jenny, because you know, because of his friendship, love friendship with Hermione and Ron, and they're they're moving apart because you know of uh, what's her face. Um, Lavender. Oh, lavender. Lavender. Yeah. Lavender, not brown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Which is just annoying one one. Yeah. So right. where does Sorcerer's Stone lie in there? Closer to your favorite? It lies somewhere cl- in the middle because there's so much exposition in it that it it doesn't it it tells you a story so much that um for a younger audience, a younger audience needs that, right? They don't get um, subtlety, but but as you can see it, as you watch, as you go through the series and watch every single movie, you can see the progression of the writing in it, which which I'm really attracted to because I'm you know, a screenwriter. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a lot of exposition in the first couple, and then it moves on to um, a lot of subtext and a lot of um, questioning things and. You know, not giving so much information like this is why we're going to go do this. And, okay, this is why we're going to go do this. And things don't seem as put together as they do in in the Sorcerer's Stone. Like the, the last scenes, everything is fit just for Hermione, Ron, and Harry. Every single obstacle that they go through. Yeah, and in, in the books, there's like... <clears throat> there's like a lot more, more obstacles. And I think there's that was a, a good decision. mountain to- troll and there's the potions... Uh, riddle thing that Hermione solves, and the magic troll's already knocked out. Yeah, so it made sense to not include that in the movie. Yeah, and mm-hmm. boil it down to each person's yeah. specific, specific, which is very young adult uh, book reminiscent. Like the store, the what you learn throughout the story is what helps you in the out in the end. Right, it wraps up very nicely. Yeah, it's it's always a good thing for just screenwriting in general to have to make sure everything that you set up there like perfectly and i feel like the any harry potter book kind of all does that because they're all like mystery they're all mystery novels <coughs> and i mean i feel like the thing about it is as a kid even just reading it and remembering like oh this and this and this was brought up and that all like finishes up in the end and and having this one be an actual test for what they've learned throughout the entire semester mm-hmm. is is definitely a a good way to do it where does this lie on your on your one day or what's your one what's your eight and where does this go so my number one for a while was order of the phoenix um i don't know if it's that anymore um i think in terms of like rewatching them it might be sorcerer's stone or chamber of secrets i think just just for like in combin- combined with like quotability and and um nostalgic factor for it because just going through the first two movies i can quote so much um any pretty much any time anyone comes on screen but the later ones it's harder for me to do but i would think i think my number one is probably i was to put sorcerer's stone up there i'm gonna do that all right i'm gonna say that because mm-hmm. i feel like the later ones lose a little bit of the magic and how modern their movies are like uh the way that they're a little dark yeah they overall feel, not just in uh content but color and yeah music it's a little darker than which i guess they're aging so it makes sense but 
it's well, warranted. The, the story gets darker. Right, exactly. Yeah. The story definitely gets darker once um, Voldemort comes back on the scene. And I don't know if it's that, like, the just the stories in general get more streamlined in terms of, like, okay, you're in this world now, and now they have to tell these stories that aren't exactly as expositional. But David Yates' films, like the later ones, definitely... That, that's the director, right, David yeah, Yates? Yeah, David yeah. Yates does the last four. Yeah, five, six, seven, and eight. Yeah. And then the two Fantastic Beasts. Um, but I feel like his movies are very... They feel they feel less like, oh, that's a that's a unique Harry Potter film and more of like a... This is... I don't know. It feels a little more cookie-cutter to me, the way that those movies are made. Mm. I guess the the... Because the first two movies have like a ton of like yellows, reds, and browns in them, and I, th- I think like a lo- like a lot brighter. And then later, it's very just blue, and that definitely is warranted by the story because it gets a w- like way way darker. And by the end, it's just like grays and greens and stuff. Um, but I think just in the way that the first movie has all those like bright magical colors combined with just the story of this of this kid who des- who deserves like pretty much every good thing that comes his way and it's kind of satisfying in that where okay well come on why does he deserve anything uh, i mean just the fucking shit he went through in his life man <laughs> doesn't mean anything blake what do yeah. you mean what, what you don't deserve things because you go through shit well you don't deserve it but it's certainly satisfying if when that, someone if gets that was it. the case i'd be merlin it's fulfilling because you want to be like any film you put yourself in the hero's shoes and you and you want to succeed you want them to succeed because you would want yourself to succeed that's what doesn't mean you deserve it that is one thing that i think um the first two films do very well is um make us want to be on harry's side we are definitely on harry's side because of of petunia and Vern. And how he's treated at home. And we, we, we want him to get out of there. We want him to have fun. We want him to go to school. We want him, you know, we don't want anything bad to happen to him, right? If you started it off, I think if you started the uh, films off later um, and just established him at school, you wouldn't have that um, connection with Harry. Mm-hmm. So I think the first two films really set the stage for the rest of them. So I'm, I'm kind of agree with you there. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think there's a good thing about what the series does with, with his aunt and uncle and pretty much every villain in the rest of the series is you love to hate pretty much all of them. Like when Umbridge is brought up later, like she's the best. Oh, you immediately hate her. Mm -hmm. I almost said a bad word. You can say bad words on this show. I don't want to say a bad word. This is Harry Potter. We can't say bad words. I already said fuck. Harry Potter and the fucking Sorcerer's Stone. (laughs) (laughs) And the the fucker's stone. (laughs) Yeah, but I think the villains in this entire series are all all great. I don't think there's a single bad 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 villain. The worst guy is fucking Percy. Oh, I thought you were going to say the worst. The guy with the bad teeth on the Slytherin Quidditch team. <laughs> That's definitely the oh, worst. Oh, I love him. <laughs> I love him. Mark is a flint, those are, right? those yeah. are fake teeth. Those have to be fake teeth. Oh, Someone no. said, no, he's British. I, I stand by that. I said that and I stand by that. <laughs> I was just about to say, he's British, Brandon. I don't know about that. <laughs> so is everybody else in the film. <laughs> Take that side. Take that side. <laughs> the, the Quidditch was... was surprisingly good i feel like to to do something like that in this time 
at the time it was made. Right. There's, de- I mean, it definitely hasn't aged the best, but in right. terms the of whole scene specifically, right. But the whole, the whole CGI in the movie holds up in its own special way mm. compared to other films from the time. It probably doesn't hold up all that well, but I think it's still, it doesn't take me out of the movie that much. Yeah. And I still enjoy the scenes with the Quidditch, even though you can tell they're rubbery looking humans and it would, it would, cause it's done way better in the sixth movie, right? Half blood Prince, the Quidditch scene. Oh, that Quidditch scene. Yeah. yeah it right. looks really good. Yeah. So you can see how it improves over the series, but I still think it looks really good in the first one for mm-hmm. what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, the CGI is better than the CGI of the unveiling of the, um, when it just melts o- away or, <laughs> yeah right it just, yeah. and it's just like man <laughs> <laughs> it looks like a pixel art thing just like draining away yeah and i always thought it was interesting how in the chamber of secrets they have a, like, a really good looking snake and really good looking spiders and then in prisoner of Azkaban, when they have the snake and spider during the bogart scene they both look like baby's first blender project Right. And, and it's like you guys you just you did it <laughs> like you, you just used the same one <laughs> right. the dementors do, do look really good in that they look movie great. too yeah, yeah they look really good yeah uh but in the first one the mountain troll doesn't look too bad either at least as a kid mm-hmm. i remember him being physically imposing mm-hmm. you know i'm thinking oh no what will the heroes do as he shows up and it's consistent mm-hmm. right it, it, even when he's laying down and you know he snorts, gives that last snort. He looks really good. So, yeah, I think they spent their money on certain things and on other things they were like, meh, just, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter. But as the as the movies progressed, it, it kind of did. Well, the whole, mo- the whole budget probably goes into the set design. Yeah. This movie goes, it's amazing. It, yeah. it just makes you feel completely immersed in the whole world. From the second you see uh, Diagon Alley, like the whole world is great. You can, you, you feel, you want to believe there's a magical world hidden in a broom closet at a pub that would lead to this alleyway because it just feels so real. It, it's not CG. It's all practical. They really set the tone for the rest of the series with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say it, as a kid watching it, it's like, not only is it a good book just to be able to, you know, I, I'm understanding what's, what I'm reading right now and I'm a little baby kid. But the movie is just great to to kind of just fantasize as a kid, just thinking like, oh, man, what if? And, and it just everyone who wants to know what their house is. Everyone wants to know what their Patronus is. It's just like the kind of world that everyone just wants to be in. Not even as a kid to this day, people mm-hmm. still fight about their, not fight, but they discuss their house and why we have a slytherin (laughs) in our midst i'm very slytherin yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah hufflepuff is like i'm i'm hufflepuff what i took the test um i feel like so many people are hufflepuff because in in the the description of the houses miss hufflepuff just said i'll take the rest of them like i don't care what they are like if they don't fit in your houses i'll just take them like that's her that's her criteria that's just like if someone doesn't cut it then who cares? She's like the United States in the 1800s. Like, we'll take them. We'll take everybody. She's the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good. That's honorable in its own way. So yes. I'm proud to yes. be a part of Hufflepuff. That's good. Yeah. yeah. We're glad you're proud. Yeah. But Slytherin, I don't know how you can live with yourself in that house, Brandon. Slytherin is wonderful. 
I think one of my problems my with... My entire family is slithering. <laughs> but one of my problems with the whole series, I think, is that it tries at the end to be like Snape was good. Or Snape was like, he wasn't as bad as you thought he was. But the entire series is very like anti-Slytherin. If it's trying yes. to say, if it's trying to say, I like, thought you were going to say anti-Snape. I mean, yes, that it too, is all, but it is anti-Snape. But anti—it is anti-Slytherin the entire for like a for like a series that tries to say like not like you can't define yourself based on like that. Set what criteria. other people tell you you are right. It, it really just does say. Oh, not all Slytherin are bad, but but every Slytherin you see is a fuckwit. But, but yet McGonagall's going to lock all of the Slytherins right, up yeah. in the dungeon yeah. <laughs> in the last movie, right? <laughs> um, that's 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 kind of my problem with with the movie um, putting these kids into classifications and then judging them by their classifications, like like you said, Hufflepuff. They'll just they'll take anybody, right? Um, when a kid doesn't you know, takes the little test, whatever algorithm tells them that they're going to be in a, a, some randomized house, right? And they don't make the house that they feel most connected with. Um, I think that, that, that really kind of hurts kids. Um, I was glad I got into Slytherin because I knew I was Slytherin. And so it made me a believer, Right. (laughs) But, but I think, I think with kids, especially young kids, whenever they, um, whenever they're separated and sorted out, right. Um, we, we start Harry's adventure off, um, with the sorting hat and he, he just says not Slytherin, not Slytherin. And he really doesn't really know what Slytherin is. Why? Because Malfoy's a Slytherin. Is that that's his criteria for not wanting to be? Well, doesn't Slytherin? Hagrid tell him right. not a witch or wizard who has been in Slytherin has not hasn't been bad or something? Merlin was a Slytherin, true, right? Or was he really? Yes, Merlin oh. was a Slytherin. Um, so so I think it's I don't know I I, I, I think I don't, the, the I don't quizzes, like the division of the children and pitting them against one another for the house cup and all of that. I think that's that's um. That very might tribal. be a very yeah. That might yeah. be a very. Aren't English there houses thing? in English boarding schools? Maybe. Isn't that a thing? And but 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 your house is usually your class, right? Not right? your. So all of the ninth graders and all of the tenth graders and all of the eleventh graders are all in their different class houses, right? They're not divided up by the entire school by like what kind of person they are what kind of person <laughs> well one of the main <laughs> lessons of this movie well i'm sorry chamber secrets and then the whole series is it's not what people tell you you are it's what you decide to be and even harry teaches that to his son at the end he's that's, like that's what you I was can tell bring, the sorting hat yeah. That you want to be Gryffindor, and he'll listen to you. But and yeah, so that they, you're right. It defeats the purpose. Into, it defeats the purpose of these into, quizzes because yeah. you can feel you're something, and then the quizzes, no, you're into this. And you're right. I think it might be a little damaging for kids because you're right. The whole point of the series is that you can decide who you want to be, right? Regardless of what. But other an algorithm isn't going to take your opinion into any right. kind of <laughs> right. right. 
Well, the sorting hat is not an algorithm. He's magic. No, he's yes. enchanted. And the, and the sorting hat is real, but <laughs> but anything on your phone is not. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Just to like right. post on your Instagram and say, yeah, I'm yeah. Hufflepuff. I'm a Slytherin. <laughs> what 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 are you, Jose? Uh, I'm a Gryffindor most of the time, and then <sighs> I get Hufflepuff sometimes. You can't pick that. You can't do that. That's I've taken multiple quizzes, and I usually get Gryffindor. I've gotten Hufflepuff sometimes. Why are you? Th- why are you taking multiple quizzes? Trying to because, get what you want? Oh no, yeah. I'm just trying to avoid work at work. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually what it is. I'm like, oh, I have three hours before the day's over. Time to take every Harry Potter test I can. <laughs> what what office Harry Potter character are you? Are you Michael and Gryffindor? <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just going Buzzfeed quiz from Buzzfeed quiz to the next. <laughs> That's a work day for me. <laughs> what? Uh, how does Sorcerer's Stone rate on your your lists? Um, pretty high, I'd say. Um, it, it definitely has that nostalgic factor for me. I will say that I think Chamber of Secrets is my favorite one. It's the longest. You get the most out of it. I do. I just I can rewatch that repeatedly and really mm. enjoy it. You just like seeing the mudbloods get got. <laughs> I just I like big snakes. <laughs> <laughs> And you cannot lie. <laughs> and I cannot lie. <laughs> um, I'll say my least favorite of the whole series, after having rewatched it, is definitely Deathly Hallows Part One. Oh man, that is my <laughs> least favorite one. It I'll is rather that. rather long and tedious and boring at times. I, I don't know if it's because it was eleven at night when we started that one. It probably has something to do with that. <laughs> but also, that movie it could be at least half an hour shorter. They could have. They totally could have done both they should have done both but yeah yeah but both in one i do like uh sorcerer stone is definitely a higher i i don't know it's not like my number two or probably like my fourth favorite it's right in the middle just a little bit it's easy to watch you know mm-hmm. i like movies that are easy to just put on and you can rewatch over and over again it's a good Halloween and Christmas movie for me. Mm-hmm. Those both in one. Yeah, I feel like the 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 whole series in like one and two especially because everyone's so young. It's like the the kid actors aren't aren't bad, but they're funny in like that you can tell like they're trying to act like adults. Like Hermione's looks, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Her squinting. <laughs> yeah, and um. and just like um. Because it's always interesting because I feel like a lot of these types of movies, um, I mean, maybe in this one they do. Because I have a problem, not a problem, but a lot of kids are who are supposed to be like really young, like in a movie, they're acting like not like any 12-year-old would. Like Harry Potter, he makes some some very big logical leaps to figure out that Hagrid gave up the information for the dragon egg to like... like I was would thinking it, that throughout the series, would an eleven-year-old really say, "Wait a minute, Hagrid, you you gave your egg to a person that just happened to want to at the bar? Oh, that must mean that that person was trying to get the information out of you from Fluffy. Like that's that, that's I'd just complain a lot. about it, but usually kids are kind of dumb in movies, and yeah. Harry's consistently Harry makes a lot of emotional decisions in the movies that sometimes. Or a lot of times come back and bite him. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times Harry's making a, he's a logical and re, uh, intelligent person. And I think, I mean, maybe he's a little too smart in Sorcerer's Stone than he should be. 
but I think he's a, it's at least a consistent character trait for him. He isn't dumb. He wants to, maybe not to learn, but he's not complaining about researching things in the library with Hermione because he wants to get to the end, mm. the solution of these things. So I think it's appropriate for him to maybe not jump to that conclusion, but to be thinking about it constantly. But he knows how to work Hagrid from the very beginning. Right. Right. He, he, you know, he gets information from Hagrid on, on a pretty steady basis all throughout the movie. Well, I'm pretty sure that's how he is with Dudley in the books. He, I, I'm not, yeah, he's got, he's got yeah. some cheek to him. I'm not books. even surprised with these traits for Harry because, you know, he's a kid who's mentally abused by his parents or his step parents, right? Adopted parents? Yeah, adoptive, I think. Yeah. I don't right. even know. Do you think they ever actually formally adopted him? I don't think they ever did. I yeah. think they were just right. his so aunt his and uncle. aunt and uncle, but yeah. still they're, you know, not nice people at all. Like same with any other villain in the series, you instantly hate them. And so Harry's I, learned to groan with them. I don't hate them. That, oh, that's I the whole them. thing. That's the whole thing. In the books, I don't hate them as much. I am. Um, oh, I hate them more in the books. Really? I question. Yeah. I question. Um, I question the reason why they were written that way, um, and why they were written so bad, um, and and abusive. Right. Right. Men- not physically abusive, but mentally abusive. They are mentally abusive to him. They make him live under the stairs for christ's sake they feed him scraps before they give him before they give them him uh uh, dudley's second bedroom out of the kindness of their heart (laughs) um it it was a choice that was made but i think the choice could have been explained later on um as as a curse that you know Harry was there because he couldn't be harmed when he was in that house. That's why he had to live there. Correct? Yeah. The, the right? blood, the blood bond. And I was get his aunt's line. resentment towards him because he's the physical representation of her sister. But who is the favorite if child there? If there any normal person who raised a child would have a, a bond with that child. I, I mean, and I, I yeah, she might. Re- he might remind Harry. Might remind Petunia of her sister, right? But that's her only living relative, blood relative, other than Dudley, right? And yeah. and and I think that that family bond that that is. Uh, you you look at the you look at Harry going and he finds his family right he find the Gryffindors are a family this is my family welcome home Harry right in in Chamber of Secrets when Ron gets him to Hogwarts even even at the end he says I'm not I'm not I'm not going home not really right he wants to Hogwarts is his home that's what he fights for he the wants to stay time, there right? the whole time um, I think if 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 J.K. would have just said that somehow um, his aunt and uncle were cursed in some way to make them treat Harry badly in the hopes that Harry would run away and be um, easy pickings, right? Because he's no longer in the house. I think, I think that was a missed opportunity. 
Well, uh, one of the reasons did, that that I I mean that went on way too long. But. No, no, that makes sense. One of the reasons that Dumbledore leaves him there is because he won't be treated like the the god he is for defeating Voldemort. So I think a part of that and not giving him to like Sirius or something, even though he was at the time uh, on the run or whatever, but um, was to toughen him up a little bit and make and him. And in ready. terms of writing. They mention in the movie, they mention multiple times and just we see it how kind Harry is. And I think the main reason behind them is to show that despite the this this abuse and this bad childhood that he had, he's still an incredibly kind person and he still sticks up for his friends and people, even though when you would expect him not to, you would expect him to be a little bit more rough around the edges. I am. Um... I also always wondered, was it ever, uh, it's been more than a decade since I, I read the books, right? Um, where are the Potters? Like the, the extended family? Yes. I don't know. They never mentioned Are there that. no magic that... Potters left? Is Harry the last of... Did Voldemort not track them down when trying to find the, the James and Lily. Well, he didn't. He didn't really need to because Wormtail told him exactly where they were. Do they? Have expl- I don't know how long. We don't know how long he takes to, to find them. Yeah, you never. I don't think they ever mentioned between when family. he between when Snape tells him about the prophecy and when they die. You don't know right. how long he was searching for them. Well, it couldn't have been longer than a year. True. Um, but James, James has no parents. I guess not, or they're already dead. Or they're dead. Yeah. Or Sirius said that he would always explained. spend the holidays with, or when no, Sirius said when he moves out of, uh, when he ran away from home, he went to go live with the Potters. With the Potters, he says that in uh-huh. the sixth one, fifth one, fifth one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they are all dead. There yeah, was a wizarding or- war, so it's not. A, it wouldn't be surprising. It's not. It's not. A, yeah, out it of wouldn't the be realm possibilities, right? right. Dumbledore but, but does say that's the explained. only family that he's got. Yeah. So I think I think that's just assumed that the rest of his family is dead, maybe from the war. Which is not. horrible. That's horribly sad. That's a horribly sad thing to that could have added more to the book. I, and I the think movie. in the book, when Harry goes to the Mirror of Erised, he sees his whole family. Right. Not yeah. just his I parents. I thought it was just his parents. It's his whole family in the he book. He sees yeah. the whole have, Potter family. I have a problem with that damn mirror, too. Oh, All right. okay. Let's talk Please about it. Please continue. My problem is it's an enchanted mirror that shows you what you most want, correct? Yes. So the person that is completely happy would look into it and all he would see was himself. I think that's what Dumbledore says. And no matter how hard Harry looked at it or how long he looked at it, his parents would never be able to um, return to him. But he could pocket a sorcerer's stone out of it. I think. I, they, I think they just write it off I to get Dumbledore being all dumbfounded powerful. by that every time. And I I keep thinking, Brandon, you're missing something and you're stupid. But every time <laughs> I watch it, is that is this your problem that you were? This is my problem. Or? Yeah, this is my problem. Right. So so if if Harry got a big enough box. And and encouraged his parents <laughs> to get into the box and then open the box. Right? Sorry, I was getting. I'm getting no, excited. Um, could he, in essence, get his his mirror parents back? Right. Um, 
I, how I know does Dumbledore, Dumbledore even put it in somehow, the mirror? How is Dumbledore going to put the Sorcerer's Stone in the mirror, in a mirror, in a reflective surface, and it be passed to Harry into his pocket through his reflection and uh, Quirrell not see it? It's magic. It's magic. Well, everything can be, everything can just be, it's, it's not, it's not a logical thing. Well, I feel like that's kind of a problem with a lot of the stuff in the series is any, there's a lot of things that you can just say, well, it's a magical world. You don't know exactly how much they can do with magic. So you can just do that because Dumbledore just says like his spell that he put on there made it. So if you didn't, if you didn't want it and you wouldn't use it, then it would come to you. Right. Only the Uh, person who, only the person who was looking for it but didn't want to use it would get it mm-hmm. right well um, my problem isn't even that harry gets it it's not that it just magically appears and quarrel doesn't notice it it's that why does dumbledore even give it an option for you to grab it if you want it or if you like why is that an option uh, why isn't it just an see see that's that's the that's the dumbledore thing that's the the dumbledore <laughs> is the, using children <laughs> that's to, the, i want to see if this will kill harry if he gets the stone <laughs> dumbledore uses the kids the entire time right the through through yeah yeah through everything he's using the kids to to fight and um that in and of itself is I haven't seen the second awful. Fantastic Beast yet, but doesn't he have to have Newt fight Grindelwald because he's using Newt? Right. Yes. Yes. So it's just, just, so it's just the Dumbledore thing. It's not Dumbledore even children. Can't. D- Dumbledore can't fight Grindelwald. Oh, they have like a blood pact. Gotcha. That's the, that's the little dangly thing he's it's in his beard. Mm. I believe that's the same. Mm. Yeah, because he, I think Grindelwald killed Dumbledore's sister. Right. I think that was there was what? like a duel between Aberforth. Grindelwald, I think it's that they never know who it was. Yeah, and but it was in the duel that she died. Yeah, they don't never confirm who it actually like because the spell bounced off of something mm-hmm. and it killed her. See, this is why Harry Potter is so good, right? That we can sit and think about all of these things, um, and the world and build on the world, right? And it's, um, I really think that, that Harry Potter is, is kind of, um, a blessing in that, in that aspect. There's so few things that build a world so rich that, that make you think about stuff and make you want to build onto it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah, I think that's fantastic. And to do it with so many people, because there's, plenty of series that has that have like a very specific fandom but yeah star trek or star wars right mm -hmm. or but harry potter i feel like is very such a huge huge wizarding world of 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 uh witches and wizards ready to go visit amusement park for it oh yeah Yeah. this summer (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i definitely agree and and even just seeing like diagon alley and looking at all the shops you just want even on the dvd they had like a diagon alley walkthrough right that you would like i remember that you would go through with your little dvd Uh remote and it's like freezes every other one you're like (laughs) smashing the button yeah trying to go 
I don't know, get a book. <laughs> like what other what other series would you just think like, oh, that one place, I just want to spend like a week there and just walk around. Yeah. And, yeah. I have that feeling for Star Wars. It's it's a series I don't think I like either series more. And for me, Harry Potter and Star Wars have equal places in my heart. I have that warm, encompassing feeling that I just, my recall of information for it is probably more than it should be. But I just love both equally in, in a way that is insurmountable. And like nothing could, nothing that happens to it would make me change my mind about wanting to sit through 20 hours of a movie in mm-hmm. one night. Like, nothing would want me to never do that again. There's a big difference between Star Wars and Harry Potter, though. One's good. Harry Potter is likable, <laughs> and Luke Skywalker is completely a whiny little bitch. Oh, yeah. I agree. I, and I, every time I watch 4, 5, and 6, I, I'm irritated by him. And I want an edit where he is no longer part of the universe. That Luke sense. is just completely out. That's, yeah. that's one, two, three. <laughs> you just rewatch those over and over again. Yeah, and and uh, seven, right? He's not in nine. Yeah, he, is he in nine a little bit? I yeah, remember. he is. Yeah, he as a ghost. Yeah, force mm. ghost. Yeah, force ghost. <laughs> the force ghosts Real in Star ghosts. Wars are the equivalent of the portraits in Harry Potter. Okay. Like, what are the rules? There are no rules. <laughs> I'm pretty sure in like the in the seventh book, Dumbledore talks to Harry with full recollection of what's been going on. Yeah, because I wonder how those work. The, yeah, that like if if Snape's in the in the the office with the portrait of Dumbledore, mm-hmm. it, it, does he he has all the memory that he had in his life? Because that just feels the, like and Dumbledore's a cheeky guy. Do you think he just sits behind Snape? Is like, hey, remember when you? killed me (laughs) just (laughs) no but but he he made snape kill him he wanted snape to kill him oh yeah i don't know i get that because he was going to die but he's he's just he's just messing with dumbledore's cheeky guy but um i think that that may be the one reason why um the half-blood prince really stands out for me is because Dumbledore dies at the end. <laughs> and we all know how I just love that because I laughed my ass off whenever he dies. Yeah. Uh, every every time. What other scene did you laugh at while you were watching? What was it? Oh, probably when something horrible happened to someone. Um, oh, isn't it when Dobby... Is- Dobby gets kicked out. Oh, when Dobby gets kicked by <laughs> Lucius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he turns around and he kicks Dobby right in the ass and he flies <laughs> on the <stand>. <laughs> 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 that's oh, your that's, true Slytherin that is, coming that out. That is awesome, though. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, the overt racism in in um, Harry Potter. Um, Against, like, you're talking about, is, like, muggles and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Because where, where do we learn that muggles is actual word they use for, for non-magic folk? Oh, uh, Hagrid calls. Hagrid. Hagrid, Hagrid right? right, yeah. Right? And then we hear it come out of of um, Weasley, Mrs. Weasley, right? Always, yeah. Every right. year, this place is always packed with Muggles, right? <laughs> if you if you put a racial <laughs> slur in there, right? 
Right? If, yeah. If, if you were to put something racist in there, it would it would yeah. fit. <laughs> yeah. And and it's just even even though um, some of the wizarding world is um, wanting to uh, mix with muggles, I guess you could say that. Yeah, have like a muggle <clears throat> studies class and everything. Yeah. Um, and even though Mister Weasley is is. What does he do with muggles? He does something. He's the department of, uh, uh, yeah, right. Something muggle, muggle. items. Yeah. Study, like people tam- people muggles tampering with muggle know, items right. to, cause I know the books that go misuse pretty explicit. Of muggle misuse artifacts. of muggle artifacts. Yeah. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but still, is that the, a hate crime? Just the word muggle is just so. It's, it's talking down. Demeaning to and degrading. Yeah. Right. And that's why, that's why you can, you can't, um, a not black person can't say the N word, right? Um, because when you say it, it it um, it has a different meaning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's used as as um, it's used to disparage somebody as opposed to um, being used as as just a word, right? And then I think the that, that is throughout the entire. Right, the entire mm-hmm. series. And you have the introduction of Mudblood in the second movie, which it's is just this, this overtly uh, racist. racist word that everybody has a problem with it, but n- nobody has a problem with Muggle. Nobody Except your house, your house has no problem with it. Right. Well. Well. <laughs> well, that's another. Yeah, making the the Slytherin all, all of all Slytherins are not bad. Right. Right. Yeah. Right, just because Slytherin House has had bad wizards come out of it, or wizards that are perceived as bad come out of it, doesn't mean that all of the wizards that come out of of Slytherin are bad. Right, you have to consider that um, Harry Potter's son is a Slytherin, right? Um, allegedly, allegedly sounds like a not canon in the movies. No, because we don't get that far. Because right. didn't didn't we say thank God the movies aren't about these kids or they'd be the most boring movies ever? And you said <laughs> they look so boring when they're in the trade going away. But they have their hair's they, way worse. Yeah. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's uh, they've had they've been brought up with magic, right? Mm. Um, in in Harry and Ron and Hermione, Harry and Hermione haven't been brought up with magic. Um, Hermione's parents are muggles. So she has lived her entire life up until the point she goes to Hogwarts as a muggle. And that, no- that's why we latch on to Harry so much, because when you first watch the movie, read the book, you're in the same predicament. You're, you know mm-hmm. nothing about the magic world. Right. And so it's a nice it's a nice plot device that he's completely clueless because so are we. And the exposition makes, makes sense. That's yeah. what makes people connect to him so mm-hmm. so well. Yeah, it's written very well. Yeah, I just have a problem with all the exposition. It's a pretty big world to have to describe, though. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I didn't notice how many things are actual exposition. Like how the I've always just enjoyed the movies as movies, but when I was watching when we were watching them on Saturday. And then watching it as a, oh, I need to talk about this for an hour. I'm like, oh, wow. Almost half of this movie is exposition. Yeah. And once you've, once you've watched it and you know all of that, then mm-hmm. all of that exposition is like, 
I don't need any of this anymore. Right. I don't need this information mm-hmm. anymore. Right. But as a, as a kid watching it, you do need it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, if you're watching it for the first time, you do need it and you do need that setup. And that's why it's not very high on my list. Um, that's why it's, you know, floating around the middle. Mm-hmm. There's something about seeing, cause when I was, when I was a kid, I wanted to be an actor in some sense. I wanted to be on like Nickelodeon and stuff. So seeing, Seeing, did you want to get slimed? I wanted to get, yeah, I really did. Yeah, <laughs> what was the what was the phrase uh, that they used to say um, and get slimed? I don't know. Or they said something. I don't remember. They had a slogan. Yeah, I thought it was just yeah. get slimed, sucker. Um, you can't do that on television. I think was the show. Say the word slimed, and and <laughs> you would you would they would say a phrase and they would get slimed. Yeah, it was like, I don't know. If you said, I don't know, or, or something like that, then slime would come down and slime you. Man, for a kid that really wanted to get slimed, I really had no idea what happened in the process of getting slimed. Yeah. I think was you can't do that on television. They hmm. say you can't do that on television, and then they slime? No, it was a show. Oh, okay. Yeah, early, I don't know. Early, I mean, uh, this is Nickelodeon, I think, before you were even born. Nothing existed before I was born. Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon, when Nickelodeon ran Danger Mouse. I don't even, I don't even know I have what that no was. Idea what yeah, that see? Is. Yeah. Y'all, <laughs> y'all, y'all too young. <laughs> but, but being the, being the up and coming star that I was, seeing like just these, these, all these kids having fun, like acting together, like just made me really, really be envious of that position which obviously it's not always great for the people involved. But but even looking back on this now, it just seems like it's a very comfortable movie to know that like this is this reminds me of my childhood. This is their childhood. And going along the entire series knowing that this is these actors' lives, like it's such a huge major part of their lives and these are their actual friends and 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 they're going on this adventure together combining that that feeling of the actors to the feeling of the actual characters, like just strengthens us even more because knowing that it's a journey both in character and in, and in life. Yeah. You get to watch them grow up. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's no boyhood, but I don't like boyhood. (laughs) I know. I know you don't. (laughs) That's what I would say. (laughs) One of the things with, with creating a series this big and, and that doesn't really exist in the first book is, everything in the other books like it's it's like very clearly every single book she wrote was like i'm always curious what she had planned out because allegedly alan rickman knew snape's motivation behind being snape from the first movie really and she, she may cho- have planned out she may have planned out and major, she chose major alan like, like she deliberately like that was her first choice to play snape alan rickman oh, because he's wonderful right well, or he was wonderful yeah. still is in our hearts <laughs> will always be <laughs> but you know he knew the motivation behind snape and his love for lily and his hatred for james and all that so i always wonder what exactly she had planned out did she no, Voldemort was going to come back in the fourth book, or well, she would have had to have in the fourth book, or or you mean for like from the like, get go, right? Or like, does she does she know she was going to do seven bo- books? Because I know seven's a special number in the whole series as a whole. Seven Horcrux, seven books. It's a magical number. 
Right. There's there's a couple other things in the series that seven or that revolve around the number seven. So I've always been curious. Did she plan that? That is kind of falling into place, and she. My guess is that the grant, the large majority of, of the long term things were not in her mind when she made the first one, because I mean, there's so many. <sighs> there's already so much exposition, so maybe there's not a lot that you know you can just expand on more. But I feel like a it was it feels like made up on the way a lot to me. A I, lot of it, a lot of it can be. Um, and I don't think that's a problem. I think I don't think anyone should be expecting. Maybe she has points but and she he, doesn't know how she's going to get there, but she knows she wants to she get here. She knows she wants to connect the dots somehow, mm-hmm. and that's how she connects the dots, right? Um, usually, when you're writing something big, you know where you're going with it, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's it's like writing for a television series. You don't know if it's going to go for one season or, you know, what's what's Grey's Anatomy up to twenty two seasons. You still watch that, Jose? No, I did no. used to watch it. Oh, really? I did, I, I did look yeah. at Jose because I knew it probably wasn't something that you would watch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I used um, to watch it. I think the last season I probably watched was nine, maybe. I've and watched like the entire series like several times, like all the way through. <laughs> I, I um, really enjoyed it as f- for what it is, you know. Over dramatic medical drama. <laughs> I like I like to I like, I like to cry. It makes me feel good to have a good cry. And if I can cry once a week watching Grey's Anatomy, um, it makes me feel really good. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, that's why I rewatch uh, Speed Racer all the time. Because it makes you fucking cry. <laughs> that's no, why I watch Coco. No, the emotions that it elicits. Maybe no. Not he's crying. A, no. Does yeah. Speed Racer make you cry? I've cried a couple times Stop watching Speed Racer. Stop talking about Speed you're, Racer. You're yelling. It's a fine. <laughs> I get so pissed off about Speed Racer. I don't know Racer. why you hate Speed I've Racer. I've never <laughs> seen Speed Racer. You should come on when we do Speed Racer. Um, yeah. I'm like that with Coco. Mm. Coco, 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 Coco makes me make, – I cry throughout the in, entire In an actual movie that makes you cry. I just said Speed Racer to fuck with Blake. <laughs> oh, oh. But I'll say this to fuck with Blake too. Interstellar gets me every time. Oh, God. <laughs> Okay, now Grey's you're Anatomy. Really, now you're really no, fucking I'm, with Blake. I'm completely <laughs> serious no, about that one. There's not one piece of Interstellar that has any emotion to it whatsoever. That movie hurts me. I'll say it. It hurts. You chose the one movie that would get me going, and then you chose the other movie that would get Brandon going. <laughs> I want us to be excited about something. <laughs> I have watched Interstellar twice without falling asleep. Inception, on the other hand, I have not been able to get through. Um, I think that's a mistake. Ten minutes into it, and I'm just I'm done. I I, I close my eyes. It goes Mimi Shushi time, and <laughs> and it's over. Yeah, I do wake up uh, every once in a while and see him spin the whatever it is on the plane. Yeah, the yeah. spinner. I have no idea what the hell that means. Well, you'll just, you'll and, have to watch it to find and out. I don't care. <laughs> Blake. <laughs> What's your favorite quote from this movie? Uh, my favorite quote is from Seamus, um, who is incredibly tiny in this movie. Like, he is so short. Um, he's, he's tiny in all the movies. But, like, this one specifically, he looks, for, he looks yeah, he super does. small. Um, but he's talking to his friends at the lunch table, in, in the lunchroom, as I like to call it, <laughs> where he says, uh, I'm half and half. My dad's a muggle. My mom's a witch. <laughs> Bit of a nasty shock for him, and he found out. 
<laughs> I just love the delivery of it. How the, he's just turning left and right. He's and so left proud and right. of it too. Yeah, like, it's that like kid actor. He just loves it. He lo- he's like, this is my line. Yeah, I'm gonna shine. This is it. This is where I make it big. He mm-hmm. does. He, he does. does shine. Is he in anything else? I don't think I've ever seen him. After that. Um, I don't no, think no, so. He's either. all grown up now. You probably yeah. won't recognize him. Yeah. He's a little shit in the fifth movie. He's a little shit. Yeah. Well. Everyone's a little got... shit in the fifth one. It's the moody movie. You know your quote, Brandon? Anything from the trolley, dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we use that, like, all the time. Yeah. Right? We talk about we, we we it all the time. We yeah. do use that all the time. And I... Someone smoking that Bobo bush. Yeah, I <laughs> smell like that's really dank. Someone, <laughs> someone ran over a skunk. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think um, that and um, we'll take the lot. Um, <laughs> just a kid ready to just, spend his yeah, entire just, fortune just on like, candy. Here, I got a pocket full of these gold coins, and I, I have don't know no what... <laughs> idea. Here you go. <laughs> she pockets yeah. half of it and gives like, them. Yeah, like uh, and and there's nowhere near the entire trolley. Um, it, in they, their room afterwards, eating, yeah, right. Um, well, maybe he just meant one of everything, but yeah, he, he could have. But it's just it's funny to me that you know. A kid that that never had anything has this pocket full of money he knows absolutely nothing about because it's wizard money, and and now he's just gonna, you know, blow his wad with no real means to get any more, because um, he's not going back to Gringotts. It ju- it just seems yeah, funny. What if, what if he just ran what, out of lunch? Money why does he take money with him to go to school? Like he has no real right. reason for it there, you know? Well, in case you know, some kids are selling some weed on the corner. I I always figured he had extra money left over from buying his school supplies because that's where they go before he goes and buys his school. Right, supplies. No, I, uh, I mean that's fine. I just don't know why he wouldn't take it back or why nobody would tell him. Why Hagrid didn't tell him? Hey, the food's provided. Everything's provided. You don't need any money. Your tuition's (laughs) already paid, sonny boy. (laughs) It's a very progressive school. (laughs) Yeah, and it seemed... Well, um, well, I mean, for the snacks, he got the snacks out of it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But that's that amount of money. But he never spends any more money the entire series. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, the entire series. Even when they they break into Gringotts, they don't even go to his vault at all. Yeah. What about uh, Hogsman? They go to like you never see an exchange. You of never cash. see an exchange of cash or gold. So you're telling and me, he, and he totally steals from the candy shop when he's in his cloak, and he dude, grabs, he takes, takes it from Neville, Neville, right? They <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. shit on Neville. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor, we never talked about Neville. <laughs> oh yeah, I love Neville. I love Neville too. He's really good. And and his his uh just the thought of him like his backstory is so fucking sad. And and in the book there's a there's a chapter where he visits his parents at the insane mm-hmm. asylum and or I they shouldn't, run into I shouldn't him say there, right? insane asylum. It's just the it's just a home. It's just right? the no, it's the hospital for wizards, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I can't Gil- remember what it's called. Gilderoy is there too. Mm-hmm. The insane asylum. Everyone there's a wacko. <laughs> Yeah, Neville. Uh, Neville, I think, is the epitome of that kid who would take the test and then not get Gryffindor, and then 
retake it to get Gryffindor. Not retake it to get Gryffindor, but be hurt but by it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Throw himself off the roof. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wanted Gryffindor! <laughs> <laughs> well, because uh, D- Dumbledore says later in the series, at least in the books, that he he wonders if kids are sorted too soon. Um because you know kids change mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and 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 not only are you sorting them at that point but you're telling them basically these these are all the values that you have like a self-fulfilling prophecy <laughs> right exactly yeah well i mean isn't that that's a real thing in life like mm-hmm. you tell a kid he can't do something and he's they start believing it they just tell all the slytherins you're you can only be a dark wizard mm-hmm. and then and then they all just turn bad right that's probably why the dark wizards keep coming out of slytherin blame the Gryffindors. that could be that could be true it could be true. Like the, the and like all oh, the Gryffindors are all heroes, which is just well. If they not, took, if they combined everyone, any any maybe Voldemort wouldn't have been that bad if they didn't have a Slytherin. Like if they didn't have the houses, put them put Voldemort, them all together, and then they learn morals from each other. Voldemort was completely Dumbledore's making because Dumbledore pulled him out of the orphanage, right? And yeah. and took him. To, to, to train him, yeah. Right? If he would have just left him in the orphanage, he wouldn't have been powerful. But I, I wouldn't he say would have that never got He would have never got his wand. He would have never learned spells. He would have never learned what a horcrux was. He I don't think you would say he's Dumbledore's making. Because if Dumbledore wasn't there, they still would have they still would have sent, sent someone to get him. Who would have? A Hogwarts. Why? Because isn't that what that's they were why doing? they grabbed him? Because yeah, they were he was of age to go to Hogwarts. And, I think Dumbledore right. was just the guy right. to go get the kids at but, that time. But if because he would have been a professor have, at the time, if they mm. wouldn't have pulled him out, if they would have just left him there, right? He would have never. Have but I, I would say him. that's probably that that was probably the headmaster's decision. Well, that headmaster's a bad headmaster. He is a bad headmaster. He is bad. He expelled Hagrid. Can, yeah, maybe that's why he. <laughs> He did expel Hagrid, that mm-hmm. bastard. Yeah. Jose, you got a quote? I do have a quote. It's probably my, I think it's one of the funnier scenes in the movie. Did you use your quick quotes, Quill? I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's when they're all in the library and they finally fi- find out who Nicholas Flamel is and Hermione's like immortal and Ron's like immortal, and Hermione says it means you'll live forever. And Ron's like, I know what it means. I know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it means. And he's so his face, his face in that scene is so excessive. He's so upset that he that she corrected him. I, I don't know. I, I just love that scene. Right? Yeah, it, it's um, Ron and Hermione's interactions through all of the films. Mm-hmm. Um, really, they really build on that. I, I never notice how often she calls him Ronald. <laughs> She's like one oh, of the yeah. only ones that calls him Ronald, Ronald. besides his mom. Yeah. Because <laughs> they're in the, I can't remember which one it is, but he's wearing his vest that his mom made him. And he says something to the effect of, I look ugly. And Hermione's like, no more than usual. <laughs> <laughs> it's Well, it's that um, when friends fall in love kind of thing. Like they were friends for so long, and mm. I mean, you don't just talk to anybody like that and and stay right. friends. It's um, a very natural. They have very good chemistry with each other. You can tell other. your best friend that they're st- that they're stupid, that or, they have dirt on their right, nose. or that yeah, just there. <laughs> <laughs> um, it 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 says something that Hermione can tell Ron that he has dirt on his nose just there, but uh, 
Harry says absolutely nothing to Ron about there being dirt on his face. Right. Makes him look more like a man. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you, is he not telling him because he thinks it's funny or is he not telling him because he just didn't look at Ron really all that much or, you know, he's distracted with Ron's friendship. I mean, it is the first, like one of the first people he meets his age that treat him like an equal. Dudley's his age and treat and uh, him and all of Dudley's friends. And in the books too, they mention how Harry knows nobody because they're either think he's a freak or they're more afraid of they're afraid of dudley and they refuse to speak to him so ron's his first real interaction with anybody his age that doesn't just dismiss him automatically so i think and and he's sitting on the train all by himself mm -hmm. and then ron comes by every other place is full ron has siblings (laughs) ron has brothers Three brothers. At the time, right? Yeah. That are on the train as well. Probably who, don't want to sit with your brothers, yeah. though. You're probably kicking them out. Wouldn't if you if you had a, a smaller sibling that was going to school for the first time and a mother like Mrs. Weasley, wouldn't she tell you as brothers, make sure you keep an eye on Ron. Make sure he gets on the train. Make sure he gets off the train. Make sure... Right. Yeah, but Make sure he's taken George. care of. <laughs> and Percy, he wouldn't want to sit with Percy because Percy's a narc. Right. They, P- Percy changes colors. I, I noticed. I, I, I didn't notice the first time, first couple times I watched that Percy's in the battle and Percy's there. Mm-hmm. And and then I see Percy there. He just like, like, okay, I'm back. I'm fighting for y'all now. Um, Yeah. Yeah, he's but like, yeah. I've unslicked my hair. I'm here. <laughs> but he was disowned, right? Yeah. He was disowned. Yeah. Well, he kind of I think he, he willingly left. Them. I don't think he was disowned. But was he being was he being manipulated? No, he just really wanted to be he wanted just to really be minister. Work for the ministry, right? Yeah, and they were anti Order of Phoenix at the time, so he couldn't associate himself with his family without being looked down upon by the ministry. Yeah. Which is so so messed up for how good his family is. Yeah. And and you would think he would have a little bit more familial ties, but that power, that well, he came power. he came around at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He learned he learned to be good. I mean, but if he would have continued down that path, I bet you he could have been a really bad wizard. Yeah, Proof that Gryffindor wizards can be bad. Ev- yes. What other are there any other like famous Gryffindor wizards that went bad? I don't know. Dumbledore? I bet, I bet you we could make some up. Dumbledore? Was Dumbledore a Gryffindor? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dumbledore and McGonagall. There's no way in hell he gives them as many points as he does at the end of this movie and is not a Gryffindor. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, that's another beef that I had. <laughs> <laughs> now you brought up the points. He's definitely a Gryffindor. Oh, yeah. I'm going to take points life. from you guys, uh, points away from you guys during He's the like, whole film, and then I'm going to just... Oh, Randomly award you guys He's enough like, to win the house. He's like fuck McGonagall's cup. authority. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do what I fucking want. Here's all Just the points in the new win. I don't in. care about any other house, but I'm gonna give Gryffindor all these. Yeah, points. Yeah, he's for sure know? a Gryffindor. Like I, I keep waiting for uh, wanting the movie to change and someone from Ravenclaw to stand up and say, "But I kill. I cured your cancer, and you're not gonna give me any points." <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, I think it, 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 he's a cheat. Dumbledore is a cheat. Yeah. What a what a rotten thing to do. And that's from my Slytherin heart. 
I'm, I'm spitting my You're last very breath at biased me. right now. You're very biased. <laughs> it is a, well. It's a biased thing to do. Well, right. If he was fair, if he was fair, and Slytherin, he could who, at least given them the points in who secret. Obviously, who obviously did a better job than any of the other. I mean, let, let's give let's give kids points for breaking the rules. Right. The only person that really deserved points was Neville. For what he did? For, for standing up to his right, friends, yeah. right? You don't think Harry, Hermione, and Ron deserve the points for what they did? For for playing a game of Wizards Chess. The best game of Wizards Chess the school had ever seen. ever seen. Right. And that's that's coming from a guy who's really old. Right. Yeah, that's coming straight right. from Brian Dumbledore. In a place... <laughs> Brian. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Dumbledore. In the place where they weren't supposed to be. Right? Oh, yeah. So if I'm told, you know what? You can't go out in the middle of the freeway. And I take a game of chess and I go out in the middle of the freeway. <laughs> no, that's not the same thing. <laughs> and you play it the is, best game of chess were, in the middle of the freeway. Yeah, right. Right. And should I be rewarded for the perfect game of so chess just I play in the to, middle of the freeway? So what if or you just I said my ass taken to prison for playing in the middle of the freeway. What if I just go said here's 50 points if I caused a wreck for helping Harry stop the the Dark Lord? Would you have been happier if he said it like that? Like here's here's 50 points for stop for helping Harry stop Voldemort. No, because he planned that shit <laughs> and he's just rewarding Harry for doing something. It's just all that, a ruse to get yes. Gryffindor extra points. Yes. Dumbledore's yes. just, just fake news. It was just, yeah. <laughs> Dumbledore did it for a reason. I haven't plotted out that reason in my head. I expect a lengthy essay. Oh, I can write those. Yeah. Hmm. We should move on to our meme review. We should move on. Jose, what's your meme review? This Mine week? is five chocolate frogs using their only chance at life jumping out of the tree. <laughs> out of out of five. Out of five. <laughs> Great. I think my review would be one of the best qu- games of chess that Hogwarts has ever seen. Out of Wizards one. Wizards chess. Wizards <laughs> chess. The one map or the one pocket watch that McGonagall wanted to to turn either Ron or Harry into um, so they would be late and find their way to her class. Out of one? Out of one. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. (laughs) One transfiguration map or watch out of one. (laughs) And out of ten, your real review, Brandon, what would you give Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone as the true intelligent people? Philosopher's Sorcerer's Alchemist Stone. (laughs) Um... Out of ten, seven. I think a seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Yeah. Okay. I think I would give this movie a ten out of ten. This is a ten out of ten for me. I so my ten out of tens. Well, you're connected to it. Exactly. Exactly. My ten out of tens is if if it connects to me strongly emotionally, I don't care about anything that's wrong with it. That's what matters most, and that's a ten. This movie's a ten. It, it's it's it means so much to me. Like as a child, I remember when I watched. <laughs> when I ch- watched Chamber of Secrets in the theater, I, it was really loud, and I asked my dad to ask them to turn down the movie, <laughs> and he totally he was like, "Okay, I'll go ask." He left, and now that I, at, for the longest time, I thought 
dad totally went to the front desk and said, can you turn down the movie at auditorium four? But he absolutely just went around the corner, waited for like a minute, came back and said, okay, they turned it down. <laughs> Do you think and he then I'm like, it sounds better. <laughs> yeah, he probably just went to use the restroom. <laughs> and I was just like, great, that sounds better right now. So there's just so many, so many great, like just childhood memories of these, of these movies. This movie. I wish, I wish I were younger. I, I, that's one wish I've always wished with the Harry Potter movies because well, I mean I watched them as an adult. I we read didn't the books ask as an that. Uh, we usually do. What do you know? The first time you watched it, do you remember your first time watching this movie in the theaters? I've watched when all it came of them out, in the theaters yeah. when they came out. Yeah, yeah. Don't I, ask. Don't ask me how old I was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember. I don't remember this movie either. In no, yeah. really? kind of just wow. Um, just to give you a clue, I've I've seen all of the star wars movies on first release in the movie theaters yes wow yes <laughs> and i remember them <laughs> i remember watching um yeah the original star wars in the movie theater yeah i wish i'm an, <laughs> I'm an old fart <laughs> well jose what's your real rating this um week? You know, I hope it's not the last time, Blake, but I agree. I think this is a 10 out of 10 for me. Oh, really? I think so. I Even though I didn't rate it that highly in terms of, like, in comparison to the other movies, uh, as just a movie that has a special place in my heart, and it's a movie I can w- not watch as frequently as I watch other movies, it's still... It, it has a warm feeling to it. It has a warm aura around it that it just feels good every time. It wraps up nicely. It, I really connect with Harry. I think it was Harry Potter for like four years for Halloween when I was a kid <laughs> <laughs> because of this movie probably. It, it's just I've always loved it. I know the other movies are probably better as like a movie, as film. But this one, despite I kind of like exposition, so ten out of ten for me. Yeah, it's weird because I, yeah, I would give this a ten out of ten, but I wouldn't give any other one in the movies a ten out of ten. You'd probably give Chamber. I'd give Chamber of Secrets ten out of ten too. It took me a long time to appreciate Chamber of Secrets. It was on my my least favorite for the longest time. Was it like a intense analysis where you're like, "There's something in this movie I just don't get"? Um, no, it wasn't anything I didn't get. It was just, um, I remember when I watched it, um, I felt like it, it, it needed something more than, than what it was. It had to be something more than what it was. And maybe I was looking for something that was in the book or things that were in the book that, that I connected to, um, that weren't in the film, which is, it's hard to do it turn a book into a film because so much has to be cut right um and there are things that are cut that readers connect with and readers want but it's impossible to know exactly what readers it, it you can't please all of the readers with a movie there's just no possible way to include everything in a book in a movie um except make it to it, movies it's very it's very difficult <laughs> and even then it's very difficult. even then yeah yeah, it's very difficult, very difficult to um, create a movie out of a, a, a book. 
And I just did not, I did not connect with it for the longest time. I didn't, um, but once I started watching the other ones and once you, once you watch them all together as, as a whole, um, you start to appreciate the things that are, are in that in chamber secrets, I think. Mm -hmm. Well, let's uh, wrap it up. Shall we? Yeah, I'd say we do. All right. Well, thank you, Brandon. For thank you for having on. me. Thank you so much. I this really a, enjoyed myself. This, this was a great is, conversation. Awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed it thoroughly. This was fun. Uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Next week, we're watching Little Miss Sunshine. Uh, we'll have a guest again next week. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to say, Blake? Um, twenty hours never felt so short <laughs> <laughs> and so draining. <laughs>